The Big Fight Weekend Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows is brought to you by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you in part by Odds Crowd, and Odds Crowd has a ton of free fantasy betting contests, including a $2,000 season-long MLB contest and a $500 weekly contest. Just download their app today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com/odds. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com/odds. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is your home to free daily video picks from the SGPN. It's like YouTube for sports gambling. And make sure that you subscribe to our profile at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you in part by Roman. Roman is the straightforward way to take care of your ED. Get Roman.com slash SGP. Get you $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash SGP. And college football fans, we're also doing a $500 FCS playoff bracket challenge that is completely free. Just go to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash FCS. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash FCS. CS. The countdown is on to fight time. This is Big Fight Weekend. Now, here is your host, TJ Reeves. Ring the bell. We are off and rolling with another edition of our program that talks all about the sweet science. Love to mix it up on Big Fight Weekend. I am the somewhat lucid, somewhat capable host. Straight ahead, you're going to hear from Marquise John, senior writer, bigfightweekend.com. He will be talking with Damon Nicholson. Nicholson, an important figure in the top-ranked ESPN card in the Sunshine State of Florida on Saturday night. Why? Because he's fighting Edgar Berlanga. Berlanga, the super middleweight rising star who has 16 pro fights none of which have heard the bell for the end of the first round. Berlinga, 16 wins, all by first-round KO. Can he make it 17 for 17 on Saturday? Marquise is talking with Damon Nicholson straight ahead on the Big Fight Weekend podcast to kick us off. So then Marquise will be back with me later on uh, after that interview to talk more about the fight card from top rank. Interesting Frank Warren Queensberry promotions uh, middleweight title fight of their own that they have this weekend. We'll talk some about that. And a guy that we both like is the main event in the top ranked show in Florida coming back to the United States in Emanuel Navarrete out of Mexico, defending his WBO featherweight championship coming on Saturday night as well. So lots of boxing to talk about, some news even to talk about, and uh, look forward to doing that with Marquise. Again, a reminder, however you found this program, social media link through the bigfightweekend.com website, our friends at the Sports Gambling Podcast who do a great job of promoting us through the Sports Gambling Podcast network feed of shows, through their social media, through sportsgamblingpodcast.com. However you found the show, subscribe to us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, podcast comes automatically to you by the way we have a uh, youtube page as well for uh, big fight weekend go to the youtube page you'll see some of our previous shows interviews uh, etc historical stuff we love that but primarily for the podcast to hear it we're usually out on friday by midday 
uh, Eastern time, give or take, and again, adjust your time zone accordingly. Uh, I know we've got fans that hear us all over the world. If you're in Europe and the UK, it's much later Friday evening, Friday night, usually when the podcast is out. Friday about midday Eastern time, breakfast with Big Fight Weekend podcast if you're in the West. Find us on Friday, but you'll get it automatically if you subscribe worldwide. Wherever you're hearing us, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Google Podcasts. It'll come automatically to you in the preview mode of the fights. If the fights are big enough, if the, if the outcome is dramatic enough, we'll come back in with a recap podcast as well on Big Fight Weekend. Love to talk all about it. All right, let's get to it. Again, it's the co-feature fight on ESPN's top-ranked show coming Saturday night, Kissimmee, Florida. Marquise Johns will be in attendance. And earlier this week, he spoke uh, with Damon Nicholson, the super middleweight contender who will fight unbeaten Edgar Berlanga. Can Berlanga make it 17 for 17 on first-round knockouts or not? That's the big intrigue. Let's go to that conversation right now as we get rolling on the show. Big Fight Weekend podcast rolls along. Uh, Marquise Johns, senior writer of BigFightWeekend.com, checking in. Uh, got on the line speaking with a man who is going to be taking on Edgar Berlanga uh, down in Kissimmee at the Osceola Heritage Sports Complex. And I'm going to be there in attendance for this. I'm looking forward to this fight, actually. Uh, okay. Saturday, April 24th. And mm-hmm. on ESPN starting at 10 o'clock, I am joined by the opponent for a Berlanga, but it's not I'm about to go. Talk, talk to the best at it. Damon Nicholson. Damon, how you doing, sir? Man, I'm doing great. I can't complain at all. Um, I'm just uh, winding things down. Um, this this fan shop, you know, but I'm doing good. I can't complain at all. Yeah, so so, so walk me through that, man. How how is training camp been, man? How how's it been? Who who you been sparring with to get ready for Berlanga this weekend, next weekend? Um, training camp has been great. Uh, we ended sparring last week. Um, I sparred some some, 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 some some great up and coming fighters and some great fighters who's who's already you know made a name for themselves. Um, I sparred a kid um, named um, Aaron Peterson. Okay. Uh, I sparred Jerron Ennis. I sparred um, Demetrius Ballard. Um, Devon for Hardy, kid named for Hardy, and um, you know, just some other 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 local other local and um Philly fighters, man. I, I, we we went back and forth to Philly, um, spot a few heavyweights, cruiserweights, and all that, you know. So I got great great work at. Okay, yeah, well, I want to ask you about that because like, during this pandemic, the biggest issue I, I know a lot of fighters were talking about was running into sparring partners. Uh, I talked mm-hmm. to a lot of female fighters who pretty much say they're having to fight men that are like 300 pounds and, and they're in their coaches. Uh, was, was that the same? Did you have the same issues going along for this fight? Um, no, I didn't have no no problem at all getting sparring. Um, we just had to leave home, you know. We just had to go ride a two, two, three hour, two hour, two hour ride, you know, just get away and just go go find some work, you know. That's that's that was our that's what we did, you know. Um, we didn't really bring anybody in, you know. We just went and went and found the work. Okay, yeah. So I want to ask about that as well. And speaking of uh, getting in action, uh, talking with Demond Nicholson, who will be in action uh, against Edgar Berlang on the twenty fourth uh, here on Big Fight Weekend <laughs> podcast. Uh, want to ask you actually just about your work beforehand because the last time I saw you uh, uh, pretty much on television in action was against Jesse Hart, but that was uh-huh. five victories ago, man. Uh, explain to me what, what what's changed since then. Obviously, besides you winning. <laughs> Mm. Man, you know, um, since Jesse Hartman, uh, a lot has changed for me. You know, yeah. um, 
not just with my training, like, you know, new trainers and, and stuff like that, but just you know, outside the gym, you know, my personal life and, 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 and like, that. you know, I was dealing with it a whole lot back then, man, that, you know, that <laughs> I don't really share, you know, because uh, it's the past, you know, and, you know, once you get the hard times, the hard past, you know, you just, you forget and let go and keep moving. You know, yeah. so uh, I was just going through a lot, a lot during those times, man. With Jesse Hart before the fight, you know, months before the fight, and you know, when the fight came, I was just so happy to to be fighting again and and getting a, a, a break for myself. That you know, uh, I went in fully. I went in prepared mentally. You know, it's just the physical part. You know, the training and the, who the person I had worked on my corner and stuff like that. You know, wasn't there mentally with me, you know, but since I'm with the Baltimore man, you know, you see five, like you said, five straight wins, what, three, three straight knockouts, um, then mm -hmm. a kidney failure and I had two, two tough fights right after, you know? Yeah. In fact, I want to ask you about uh, your coach Calvin Ford in a second, but let me start with the, the last part you just mentioned, because you mentioned that uh, the, 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 the kidney failure and you're, you're, I know mm -hmm. uh, I was reading, I think locally Baltimore has an article on you saying that you're going to be wearing the trunks of as part of the national uh, kidney Foundation. Kidney. You're an ambassador for them, man. Talk to me about that. Yes. Yes. Um, I became an ambassador for the National Kidney Foundation in um, what? Towards the end of 2019, early 2020. Mm -hmm. um, basically, man, you know, uh, when I went through my situation, uh, I was healthy. You know, I was healthy. It wasn't no, I didn't have no, no high blood pressure, diabetes, nothing. You know, I didn't have anything. So, I wanted people to to understand that you know you don't have to be 100% 100% healthy for 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 something something drastic for you to happen you know like I was 100% healthy I was just me overworking myself trying to push myself to the limit you know and almost caused it called almost caused death you know so that's something people I, I'm around people I know, I know 80% of the, 85% of the world will never think that they could be in a hundred percent shape and, um, and almost die, you know, from, from, from kidney failure, you know? So, yeah. uh, I, I sat down, I had to talk, had to talk with one of my, um, a good friend of mine and, um, she was like, well, what do you think about, you know, becoming an ambassador for, for the National Kidney Foundation? I said, man, that would be great. That's yeah. something I truly want to do, you know, because I can help spread the message. I can help spread, I can help spread, um, you know, information for people in need. You know, you never know. There's so many people, man, with kidney problems and stuff like that who need instant help. You know, it's little information, you know. So um, that's when, um, you know, we became, I became an ambassador for the uh, Kidney Foundation, man. It's, and it's great. It's been great, man. It's been oh, very awesome. great. That's awesome here, man. But also, I, I want to follow up with this on that as well. Uh, just explain what are the warning signs for that? Because for those who don't know, just that, just how how did it all turn about? Um, you know, it's it's really not too many warning signs for me. My my back, my lower back was hurt. Okay. Two weeks before, two weeks before my lower back was hurting, so I told myself, man, I need to drink some more water. I'm I'm cutting weight. I'm getting ready for this fight. I need to drink some more water, and. By then, you know, I, I could drink all the water I want. My kidneys were already gone in, in desperate measures. Yes. Yes. Oh. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. But yeah, no, mm. but this is talk with uh, Damon Nicholson here uh, on the Big Five Weekend podcast. Just a few more minutes with him. Uh, speak to mm. me before we talk about the five of you in Berlin. Uh, talk to me about uh, just the adjustments you've made working with uh, uh, working in Baltimore and Coach Calvin Ford. I know he works with uh, Lorenzo Truck Simpson. Uh, just mm-hmm. because explain me that whole process. Um, you know, uh, for this fight, man, my coach Calvin, my coach Calvin just, um, mentally, mentally beat a lot of things in my head, like far as like what we need to do round for round, you know, everything has been repetition, you know, so whatever you see me doing the fight, trust me, I was doing it every single day over and over and over and over and over again, you know, so, uh. This fight here, man, it's going to be great, you know, because um, I'm going to be the, the robot for my coach Calvin. <laughs> oh, and nice. My coach, and my coaches, I'm going to be a robot for them, man, because <laughs> they beat this game plan into my head, man, into my, my brain, into my muscle memory, you know. So uh, working with Coach Calvin, man, it's, it's great, man. I love it. You know, um, I'm I'm still I'm still learning the 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 beauty. The, uh, the beautifulness and and the, the glory and the, the wonderfulness of boxing, you know. I started yeah. I started for a while, you know. It wasn't too much I I can learn, you know. But once I've been working since I've been working with my coach Calvin, man, it's like my mind has been open. Yeah. That is that is awesome, actually. And speaking yeah. of the, the round by round, as you know, and you you probably been heard this ad nauseum, and I'm well saved like everybody else. Edgar Berling has been knocking guys out in the first round over and That's over fine. again. Uh, I, I saw you on Ack and Barack earlier this week. Uh, they mentioned to them the gambling odds. Of course, they were their Brooklyn guys. But uh, yeah. uh, ex- explain to me that process because I, I think even before I saw it, the, the, the books have taken it down at this point. I think they had it like under like four they're rounds and like a plus like 20,000 for you. Yeah. Mad disrespectful, man. Uh, just tell me how you're going to just break the whole process of all that down. <laughs> um, Number one, you know, Edgar Blingers has never been in the ring with me. Yeah. So uh, that alone, that alone tells you He's not, he's not, I'm, I'm, he's, he's seeing the second, third, maybe, maybe he, maybe the fourth round, you know, um, yeah. for him, you know, but um, he's never been in the ring with nobody like me, physically, mentally, spiritually, you know, and, 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 and um, you know, he's just, he just better become prepared mentally, you know, so uh, yeah. that's all I, that's something I could say about that, you know. He's never been in the ring with anybody like me, man. You know, so <laughs> so it's all that first round stuff can go out the door now. You yeah. know, I know for sure he, he he's not even thinking about that. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's, like, it's, it's a it's a stigma, and people will get over right. it as soon as, as, soon as right. round two of your fight begins. All all this goes on the wayside. Um, exactly. Just, just just two odd spots with you, Demond. I'll let you go. Let let you off the hook here mm-hmm. on the Big Fight Weekend no podcast. I want to ask you about uh, have you, just in, looking at his fight takes on Berlinga. Have you seen anything out of the ordinary? I mean, he's been fighting guys for about 80, 70 seconds. I, I mean, you only do so much with that. But have you seen anything in the, in the past few fights, uh, like the Eric Moon fight? Uh, I'm guessing Bellows didn't show you anything. Anything you seen out of the ordinary on on, on him by chance? I see the change in his mental. You know, uh, his mental since beginning of his career, you know, man, he's become very, very confident, which he should, you know, he yeah. should become confident, but it's always, it's always a certain point to how confident you are, how, how you carry yourself, how you, how you walk, how you talk, you know? So, um, you know, I mean, he can carry, he can come in there like that, you know, cocky, feeling himself. You know stuff like that. You know, it's just that's just that's just gonna be even more motivation for me to knock him out. 
Absolutely. In fact, in fact, my last question for uh, for you on this fight is this, uh, Demond. Mm -hmm. uh, just looking forward to this. Where do you see yourself after this fight, uh, Berlanga, win, lose, or draw? Um, after this fight, a lot of people know who I am. Uh, I don't. I don't even like to say win, lose, or draw because I, I'm going there. You know, with the mentality. I like you going to win. Yeah. You know, but sorry about that. That's for, on me. For, for for a loss, you know, for me. I can't lose, you know, it's just going to put me, it's going to put me on the back burner. It's going to put me back, you know, like this is a kid who's never really fought anybody with my pedigree. So I can't, there's no, there's no such thing as losing, but a win, it yeah. would just give me more fans, you know, more fans, more media, more social media followers. And uh, I can, I can call out people more because they know who I am because I beat the, 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 the kid, the kid, the superhero who's, Who's, who's next to Superman? You know, I'm 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 going to be the good villain for a little while, but it's cool. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. That's, that's awesome. In fact, thanks for coming on the, on the Big Five Weekend podcast. In fact, how can folks follow you on social media to keep up with you and everything? Um, uh, yeah, you can follow me on um, you can follow me on Instagram, Demond underscore Nicholson. You can follow me on Twitter, Demond Nicholson, and Facebook, Demond Nicholson. All right. Uh, thanks, yeah. thanks a lot for your time. Uh, we look forward to seeing you. Uh, uh, good luck on uh, the Gets Eric Blank on the 24th. I appreciate you, Mr. Marquis. You have a blessed night. What will happen Saturday night for that matchup? Top rank again. ESPN will televise Berlanga and Nicholson in the co-feature. Navarrete's World Featherweight title fight is the main event. We're going to have more on both of these fights upcoming. When Marquise Johns joins me in just a few moments, all the action for the weekend, some news of the week, and much more as we roll along on the show. But first, we're brought to you by our friends at WinBet, bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, sports, and games. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today. You'll receive a special offer for up to $500 risk-free on a sports bet. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. And download the app today. Again, that's wynnbet.com. And we're also brought to you in part by Roman. Look, nobody's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfers sometimes three-putt with the tournament on the line. So you feel like you've come up short in the bedroom sometimes. It's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are also options. You can go to GetRoman.com SGP and find out more about ED. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation, ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional works with you, finds out the best treatment. If medication is appropriate, it'll ship out to you for free with two-day shipping. You get started by simply going to GetRoman.com SGP and get an online visit set up. Again, go to GetRoman.com SGP now. Get $15 off your first month. There's no straightforward way to take care of ED, but if you go to GetRoman.com SGP, you can get started now and save $15 off your first month of treatment with Roman.
We're also brought to you in part by Better Than Vegas. It's like YouTube, but for what DGNs only care about, and that is sports betting. We're giving away free daily video picks on our Better Than Vegas profile page, and Better Than Vegas is always running a ton of free contests as well. They've got a bunch of free picks and handicappers to check out. Make sure you subscribe to our profile and don't miss a pick at sportsgamblingpodcast.com/btv. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're back on Big Fight Weekend now. Here's your host, TJ Reeves. We are back in again once more. Reminder again, however you found this show, subscribe to it, and it comes automatically to you on Fridays in the preview mode here on Big Fight Weekend to get you ready for all the fights. Uh, we did lose a fight that we were supposed to have on Friday night through DAZN and Golden Boy promotions with Jaime Munguia, number one contender in the middleweight division, former world junior middleweight champion for the WBO. He was to have fought a couple of different guys. One opponent got hurt. The replacement opponent got hurt. No Munguia fight from El Paso. Pass the old El Paso. Taste the old Southwest. No fight card in El Paso on Friday night. That one scrapped. Was to have been on the DAZN streaming service. But we still have the top rank show and some other boxing. And who better to help rein me in and set me straight for everything that's going to happen this weekend than the senior writer for BigFightWeekend.com. You have already heard him, Marquise Johns. Nice job, week sauce, with Damon Nicholson earlier in the program uh, as you talked with him about this upcoming co-feature fight with Edgar Berlanga. Good to have you back on the show. I know we're eager to see what will happen uh, it's almost it's almost the the entire uh, night for this fight is riding on. Does the fight go to the end of the first round and the bell rings and whatever happens after that? We don't even maybe care as much about that. So welcome in. But a nice job there with Nicholson. Absolutely, TJ. Thanks so much. Thanks for being back on once again. And yeah, TJ, pretty much this fight card out in Kissimmee, I'm going to be hanging out at with the, the uh, ruckus crowd in little 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 Puerto Rico of Kissimmee, Florida here. <laughs> uh, looking forward to seeing the spectacle of Edgar Berlanga, TJ. The one thing that uh, Damon uh, will know about on Saturday night, and this is, just, this is actually just breaking, TJ, uh, along the lines is uh, Berlanga's being walked into the ring. We all know he's hanging out with Fat Joe because they know they're, they're New York brethren and whatnot. However, this go around, TJ, Little Wayne's making appearance, wrapping him <laughs> into the ring. So, needless to say, we're all looking forward to seeing Weezy wait, uh, amongst all of wait, us. Wait, Little Wayne, uh, who has been at some boxing shows in the NFL, he's a fan, etc. Little Little Wayne is going to bring Berlanga to the ring. Does this ensure a quick night? Like, like the musical act and the walk to the ring might take longer than the fight? You, I, I think I got the sense from you talking uh, to Damon Nicholson, you think he's going to make it and he's a veteran. He's had 20, 20, 26, 27 pro fights. You think he's going to make it out of the first round. I can tell. I do, TJ. And the one thing that Damon told me in the interview, and you can hear it back uh, if you play it back earlier, is that when the one thing he mentioned to me that I thought was interesting was he talked about going into later rounds and repetition in the in training camp. And it's not often, TJ, usually when people talk about training camp, you get the usual training camp has been great. If he's been hurt, <laughs> we'll find out after the fact or if, he, if he loses. But for the time being, he's been great. Everything's going well. <laughs> He's learning the same thing over and over again. And I think TJ with this fight, this will be finally the fight. We can finally put an end to this first round knockout streak because even Berlanga himself this week on the media call, he's tired of talking about it. And it's one of those things where he wants this shoulder off his back because that way when it does happen, it won't be a big of a deal when it actually does happen. He goes past the second round. 
also he can show folks what he's learned in the ring, uh, right? Just in training. So, and you don't get that, you know, these eighty-four seconds between bellows. That's and right. The moon fights, all that. Well, I remember we 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 pumped up uh, Lanell Ko Bellows, and and Bellows was an experienced veteran fighter, but it just seemed like once he got in there, and Berlanga is a big puncher. It's the old, it's the old George Foreman said it first, and then Mike Tyson kept repeating it. Everybody has a plan till you get punched in the mouth, and then they their eyes get wide, and you're intimidated, and he's banging on you, and you're hurt, and you're stunned. Uh, we'll see if if that's the case again here. Worth noting that 24 consecutive fights is believed to be the record in all the research, all time, everywhere. The most anybody could come up with 24 straight first round knockouts to begin a career is the record. So Berlanga has 16. He's roughly three quarters of the way there. Let's see if he can make it 17. While we're here, our friends at the sports, it's a sports gambling podcast. Love it. When we talk about the odds, I found it interesting when I noticed uh, midweek that Berlanga was 20 to one to score the first round knockout. I thought that was a little high. I thought it would be lower, but you were saying to me, it was higher. Was it not on the odds for the first round KO? Yeah, TJ, about earlier this month when the lines were first uh, propped out here, that prop bet for this fight going uh, past the first round was at 1.43 to one. <laughs> and then they, uh, they, they, they were, it, it was pounded down and they took it off the board, I think for about a week and they brought it back up. But now it's, it, 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 it's slowly faltering to 20 so if you want to if you want to you know make sure you get your pennies on the dollar go ahead and cash in now on that 20 to 1 but i really again uh, again you would you would win uh, you know you make a 10 dollar bet and and make 200 bucks if nicholson hears the bell for the first round that's pretty crazy that's not a lot of that's, uh, that's not a lot of times that you're going to see that in a fight and i can't even imagine it 43 to 1 to make it to the end of the first round initially I would have to think there was some people, like you said, that maybe put a hundred or put five hundred or put a grand on that. You, you're spending a uh, hundred dollars to win forty three hundred dollars if he makes it to the bell at the end of the first round. I might have been inclined on that. I don't know. Yeah, TJ. For three minutes, I was willing to find out and drop a small fortune on it as well. But by the time I got to the window, that window was closed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, again, we'll get to more of uh, Navarrete, Emmanuel Navarrete defending the WBO featherweight championship. That's the main event on ESPN Saturday night in a few moments. Get a prediction from Marquise, go over the odds on that one. Little news of the week uh, real quick here. Uh, first of all, I haven't gotten your reaction off the Triller, whatever that was, circus, fiasco, uh, four-hour marathon uh, that, that took place in Atlanta last Saturday night. Eventually in the main event, Jake Paul just absolutely starched the former amateur wrestler, MMA fighter, Ben Askren with a punch. And Askren looked like an elephant on roller skates when he got up, trying to get up, and the ref stopped the fight. So uh, I, I wrote on the site uh, five things, five takeaways that they've got to be better at. Too many guys talking over the top of each other. Way too long to get to the important fight, the Regis Progress fight. Uh, Progress ends up getting uh, credited with the TKO eventually after the controversy there. But it took almost three hours to get to the most legitimate fight on the card. They took almost four hours to get to the Jake Paul fight. Way too long. Those are my thoughts. I know they have some audience, but what are your thoughts? Weigh in here on the podcast real quick about the Triller show last Saturday night. Going to be honest with you, Tage, I'm going to go against the grain with you on this. I actually enjoyed uh, Too Short, E-40, Snoop, and the gang uh, in, in terms of the musical acts. 
the actual boxing on this fight card teacher was absolute trash. Like right. up and down, it was absolutely unwatchable programming. Like I, TJ, we've, I've, I've, we we see bad club shows and clubhouse fights and whatnot. This is on the, this is literally that level of fighting where it's like, okay, they got they found the first guy at right. the bar to face the fifth guy at the bar, and this is what happens. And Jake Paul with that knockout against Ben Askren, TJ. Let's be honest. Ben Askren ran into one of the most basic right-hand punches you learned the first hour of sparring class. I don't know what he was planning on with any of this, but that was rough. That, he Obviously, I'm not saying he took a dive. Ivan Redcash did that for him beforehand. But <laughs> it, <laughs> needless, to, needless to say, TJ, this was not an actual boxing card, which I get, but, I mean, for 50 bucks, I, I got to wait around. Well, all right, minute. so one of the things I wrote, and I want your opinion, you know, clap back at me here, whatever you want to do. They've got to figure out the mix, the balance, because my point was you're chasing off all the boxing people that would have cared, especially cared to stick around for Jake Paul. Uh, I, I, I hearkened it to Vince McMahon trying to balance wrestling and the XFL football, not wrestling enough for the wrestling crowd, not football enough for the football crowd. Again, you were into the music. I understand there's a segment that's into the music and a large segment that's into the music. But if you do it at the expense of chasing the boxing people off, you've 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 really hamstrung yourself uh, for the future, especially when you're going to come back around and have a Teofimo Lopez card in June for the World Lightweight Championship. And that appears to be a more serious boxing card. They would be better advised. Don't have a 45 minute or hour concert before you're getting to the most the second most important fight of the most important fight because the boxing fan is going to lose interest. You're not being boxing enough for the boxing fan. Your response, please, Marquise. That's probably the case, TJ, and I think it's because they had these these performers put these long sets in where it was like a concert, which I which is fine for the concert part of it. I mean, that's what Triller does, TJ, that, 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 that the whole versus thing and their whole concert melee stuff. But in terms of and for it to be a, a viable boxing pay-per-view card, they really do have to trim the music down or make it a segment. Either, either just make a complete block of it. That way it's a whole block of music and then it's a block of boxing. Either, either or, don't supersede in between both of them because that's not working anymore. They got away with what TJ with the first fight because the first fight had a lot more competitive cards on it. This last one didn't and, and, right. and, and this is the norm. So well, and one and and one thing that again we don't know the truth on as we're taping late in the week and we're here on the Big Fight Weekend podcast and we try to be as objective uh, as possible. Um, it, it, Triller and Jake Paul uh, are still privately putting it out there. Triller didn't put out a press release or make an announcement on their site or social media about the numbers, but Jake Paul's been putting the numbers out there. the The number that's floating out there is in excess of 1.5 million pay per view buys. Which, if that is the truth, holy guacamole, that's a success for them. That's a big-time success for them. Is it sustainable? That's another question. But I wrote this, and again, I have 30 years in the business of sports media, and you've now been doing this 15, 20 years or so. Just because someone is telling you something that isn't verifiable doesn't mean that it's true and Triller doesn't have to report those numbers to anybody. It's a private company and an app. We don't know what the truth is on how many they had. I I'll further say this, though. Look, I mean, if they have half of that, if they got like 600 or 700,000 buys, that's a victory for them for, for that. I, I don't know that I buy a million. I do not buy 1.5 million until they demonstrate it and prove it to us. All right, there's what I have to say 
about this because there's a lot of people freaking out that they think they had that big of an audience. And I keep maintaining we don't have that verified from anybody what the audience was. Marquise, your your opinions again here. Yeah, TJ, to piggyback that, of course, Jake Paul said this thing did great. He was the main event in the event. Why would he's going to say that it, it sucked if it bombed or whatnot? No one, nah, nah, that, that, that's, TJ, I don't believe that number at all, what one bit, because if it, if it was that verifiable and that legitimate, like it was during the Tyson Jones fight card where they put that number out, they would have done it already. And for some reason, they haven't. And, and TJ, and the one thing I realized with Triller as well, they, and they, they, this low key was done last week. Uh, they signed an, uh, an agreement with Fight TV in terms of streaming capabilities, which gives them another blanket similar to the zone. They didn't just sign an agreement with them. They bought them. They now own them. Yes. Continue. Yeah. So pretty much there, that's the new blanket. So that way in terms of reporting any actual pay-per-view numbers or streaming figures, we get to play the guessing game and Lord knows what I'm still waiting on. TJ, I'm still waiting on the the, the zone numbers for KSI Logan Paul too. That happened a year and a half ago, and no one's telling me anything about that. Well, and again, they don't they don't release their streaming numbers. The zone does not. For example, ESPN Plus does not release their streaming numbers. Now, when a fight is on ESPN, it's in the rating system for Nielsen, where everybody can find out when the Fox uh, guys have a have a uh, card on Fox Sports Network or on FS1 cable. Again, it's metered. It's rated through Nielsen in the United States. So we get to know that. Um, So it's an important distinguish. I I mean, do we honestly believe that Jake Paul and all the influencers and Snoop Dogg and the concerts led this fight to have 600, 700, 800,000 more than Mike Tyson got for the fight in November? I find that very hard to believe. Again, from all accounts, the Fury Wilder heavyweight title fight, heavily promoted by ESPN, heavily promoted by Fox, 14 months ago in February of last year, apparently didn't do a million pay-per-view buys. So are we, and again, it was more expensive. I get that. Fury Wilder was more expensive. So that's why I'm dubious. I'm dubious on that number, and they don't have to report the number, but we don't have to regurgitate that number, too, unless they can document it somehow, some way that that was their audience. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, TJ, and I don't think they will, and we'll find out eight months down the line when they have to do to forcibly give us the figure numbers and some sort of weird quarterly earnings report that we'll find out after the fact that this thing was really that successful. Here's the, well, here's the real litmus test, all right? Teofimo Lopez is guaranteed like $3 million for this fight upcoming uh, in June. They, they, the natural progression is they want big name fighters and they're going to have to pay them 3 million, 5 million, 10 million. That's where the truth is going to come in about whether they have these pay-per-view buys and numbers or not. So if the Lopez, my point is, if the Lopez thing is the only one of these they try, then to me, that's a big indication. If it doesn't work, they don't have the numbers they're saying. And now we're going back to YouTubers and former fighters and legends and whatever that don't cost as much anymore and for the record mike tyson continues to completely disavow them which makes me wonder if there's not a financial dispute behind the scenes and he knows again world according to tj speculation he knows the number was not a million pay-per-view buys last november he believes that it's hocus pocus whatever they're doing and he doesn't want to be associated with them or his business people don't want to we don't know why but mike tyson wants nothing to do with them on another subsequent fight for whatever it's worth. Uh, we'll see what happens uh, on that. All right. So there's, there's news on that front. Uh, a couple of other news items uh, from this week. One of them that uh, the reporting from 
Uh, Mike Coppinger says that DAZN, this is very interesting, has, has lined up a new exclusive deal, especially in the UK, with Matchroom Boxing. As DAZN is expanding globally, that it is apparently going to push Sky Sports to the side, mostly, for the Matchroom cards. Now, the Matchroom cards are already streamed in the United States on DAZN and a lot of other countries. There are some exceptions. For example, Canelo Alvarez's deal with DAZN is in the United States. It's in the UK for Matchroom. It's not in Mexico. It's a different pay-per-view system in Mexico. So anyway, Coppinger's report is Matchroom is going to be more of a partner with DAZN and only slightly with Sky Sports. Eddie Hearn kind of disputed that late in the week and said it's not entirely accurate. Part of it is that Anthony Joshua, apparently, his deal is written that it's got to be with Sky and Sky's pay-per-view at least through the end of this year. So, Marquise, what do you make of that news? Again, it's more for our friends and fans in the UK on how they watch boxing. They got to sign up now for DAZN, as it turns out. Yeah, to our friends in the UK, uh, my condolences in advance on that. And I really do think, TJ, what it is with the whole DAZN deal and why Eddie's disputing it. Uh, Eddie uh, was just named pretty much the, the uh, Kappa the Kappa for Matchroom Boxing earlier this week as his dad at Barry stepped down finally. So, Eddie's taking over the, the, the snicker tournaments and all. Pretty much Darts. everything else. Darts, Darts. <laughs> every everything else matching related, and the one thing TJ that's going to hold this deal up, if it's actually true in the UK for the zone, is if the zone gets the rights to the Premier Box English Premier Boxing League, not boxing but soccer league, which is the which is pretty much the golden nugget up there in the UK in terms of soccer, right? And that's and that's a fun dispute too, as you know, TJ. The, the world of soccer for what I've been skimming, they had a, they had a super league formed and then it dissolved oh. in forty eight hours. Well, so, right. <laughs> And yeah, and the the English Premier League, the English Premier League deal in the UK is a billion dollar with a B deal. And I don't know how soon that's up, but you're saying they're making the play to try to get the EPL, the British, the British version of the National Football League in the United States. In their world, the English Premier League is that and the English Premier League is bigger in Europe with more fans and more viewers, believe it or not, than what the American NFL is, believe it or not. But you believe that's the bigger play for DAZN down the road, not just the boxing, but going after, you know, uh, European wise, going after the English Premier League at some that's point. Why, that's why I think it is, TJ. And also with, with, with the zone as well, especially with the stuff in the, the especially with the Sky Sports that they stream over to the States wise for the most part, TJ. You can kind of tell with, the, but with some of these DAZN broadcasts during the on these Saturday afternoons that they kind of already phoned it in on their end with Sky Sports. We think <laughs> PBC and Fox is bad. They put, uh, this that that Dillian White Pavekin fight on pay per view over in the UK, TJ. So it's the same problem over there too. But again, I believe that's how his deals are written now. They have to yeah. be on Sky Sports's pay per view arm, and we should point out too, their pay per views are less expensive, give or yeah. take. Like the Dillian White Pavetkin rematch, I want to say was something like nineteen ninety five, twenty four ninety five US. It was not a fifty nine ninety five. I mean, let's bring this back to the up coming Ruiz uh, Areola fight that you've been writing about this weekend as we rock along here on the Big Fight Weekend podcast. They're literally, they're still intending to charge like $49.95 for that or $54.95 for Andy Ruiz, former uh, lightning in a bottle heavyweight champion for about 15 minutes against Anthony Joshua against Chris Areola, who uh, his best days were maybe in 2016 or 2017 if he ever had them. They are legitimately trying to get $50 for that or $55 for that through Fox pay-per-view premier boxing champions. You know, what's scary about that TJ. In fact, not only are you trying to get $50 for that 
after the Showtime last week released their schedule, we don't know what Fox is going to show after this. They're going to try to charge us money for him. They're charging us money for uh, two heavyweight guys that are coming off of losses. Lord knows what they're going to charge for. The, the Supposedly, next- Errol Spence will be fighting again at some point here in the summer. There's an announcement coming, and that will be on pay-per-view because oh, Spence man. fought Danny Garcia, what, in January? No, December, December. December. So he would come back around like June or July on Fox pay-per-view, and that may help. Or are they just running out the clock here? There's a lot of speculation that that uh, that uh, Premier Boxing Champions is wanting to move to CBS, CBS Sports Network, and Showtime in a in a deal, and that Fox may let them out of the deal. They may come to whatever agreement. I just come back to the point again that Sky Sports, when they're doing these pay per view things, not necessarily charging what. Uh, what we're seeing in the United States for a, a, a Ruiz pay-per-view. I mean, you talk about it. Let's see who finds out what the figures are when that one happens on May the 1st. And I would be stunned, stunned if we can document that there were over 200,000 pay-per-views on that uh, buys. Um, I don't know that it'll be 200,000. Do you have an early guess? I'm I'm taking the under on that, TJ. It's a reach. It's a the problem with that Luis Ariel pay per view t- t- card, TJ. Is it's a great card for Carson, California, where the fight's taking place. It's not a good card to charge fifty bucks for the rest of the forty nine states. So, no one cares. Uh, I, you know, no one really, honestly, no one cares. Will they get so, to a hundred thousand pay per view buys? In your opinion, for that, you know what? Put me down for one hundred and forty grand, one hundred forty cap hours. I'm I'm good for that number at this point. And Maybe again, that's. That, I, you know, beyond, that's generous. That, beyond, that's, generous. That, uh, that's almost a waste of their time and effort in terms of pay-per-view, but we'll see. We'll see what that does. All right, we do know this. Let's get to it. We've waited long enough. We've got Emmanuel Navarrete back in action. I want to get all of my uh, figures correct that Navarrete will step in uh, here in the main event of the ESPN show. Again, you will be in attendance. This is the first time you're going to be at live fights uh, in terms of the shutdown, the pandemic, et cetera. You've not covered a live fight card. And again, full disclosure, Marquise, do, Marquise and I do this show in and around uh, the Tampa Bay area and in Tampa, Florida. So Kissimmee, Florida, about an hour away for Saturday night. You're going to be there. This is the first time you're going to be there at, uh, at a big-time championship fight since the pandemic began, correct? Yes, DJ. Great to be back ringside for fights. I mean, got the vaccination shots and all that the muckety-muck and all that fun stuff to, to hang out with the rest of the, the society going around here uh, for a championship fight. And TJ, the biggest thing, and uh, we had, we've had Ida gone here on several times explain this process as well, but during the pandemic, to go to some of these shows during the bubble was absolutely, it sounds like jail. Let's be honest, TJ. It sounded like jail. And I'm In terms point- of what you mean is reporters and those that yeah. were working basically were confined hotel room, mm-hmm. maybe a ballroom to go uh, socialize with other people that were COVID negative, maybe go to a workout room that's being sanitized and cleaned frequently. And other than that, ho- hotel room, you know, get your to-go food, <laughs> the, the entertainment little, little room where the ping pong table or the video games are or whatever. And that was it for a week or for 10 days or for whatever it is. So yeah, it could, it could all start to run together. I understand that, but this is, this is a state, the state of Florida that's much more open. Uh, they're going to have fans socially distanced with masks. As you mentioned, there's a lot of people that are double vaccinated now and are, and are good to go, at least from what we're told by the health officials to be able to go to this. What are they expecting in that venue? You were there for the Jamel Herring title win in that venue. What does it seat? A couple of thousand normally? Are they expecting like 500, something like that, socially distanced, 25%? 
with this one, TJ, because the the Osceola Heritage Park, it's it's a big like you know a multi-purpose area. They're they're using the the uh, the the Silver Spring Arena, which is normally held for the rodeo tournaments. That they have, <laughs> they have there, so you will not be calf roping Saturday night, is what you're telling me in the build up to the fight. That will not be happening. You will not. No be. ropes. No no ropes nor clown outfits, despite my thank efforts. you. But right. <laughs> but it, 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 that normally fits about twelve thirteen thousand. They're capping it off at about three thousand for the event. All long story short, I'll be I'll be interested in your report on does it look like 3,000? Does it look like 1,000? Are we counting the rows and the sections here and maybe it's 300 people? I don't know. Navarrete is worth it. You and I have been on board with him. Navarrete, 33-1, and one, WBO featherweight champion. He's, he's won the title um, uh, recently and uh, was last in action. Uh, what? How recently was uh, Navarrete last fighting? I'm double checking here. I want to uh, say it was last October against Ruben Villa. That there you go, Ruben Villa. He beat last October. He has won now 28 fights in a row. He has won 25 of them by knockout since beating Isaac Dogbe. Uh, Navarrete beat him the first time in December of 2018. He has now won seven more fights, five of them title fights, and all of them by stoppage. He's a big power puncher, lanky for a smaller weight fighter, long arms. And tell me about Christopher Diaz and what kind of shot does he hang have to, to hang in here as Navarrete is the significant favorite uh, in this fight, I'm looking at Navarrete minus 890 for our friends at the Sports Gambling Podcast, roughly a nine to one favorite Navarrete. What shot does Christopher Diaz have to hang in with Navarrete? He has a puncher's chance, TJ. And it, it, what Diaz it has to come down for him is if he's able to somehow keep away from Navarrete and his weird punching angles that he does on, on everybody else he's faced so far. Uh, the, the problem with that is, TJ, is that Diaz is not a volume puncher, and that was that was well seen when he fought against Stevenson uh, on the American Crawford pay-per-view a while back where he was pretty much outboxed. He's not, he's not going to outbox Navarrete. Obviously, he's just going to keep throwing at him. So hopefully, if he doesn't run into one of those, he has a shot at this. But outside of that, it, it's going to be a, just a, a long day at the office for Christopher Diaz. Diaz lost to uh, Ito, uh, Masasuki Ito, uh, in July of 2018 for the WBO 130-pound title. This one being contested at 126 at featherweight. Let's see what happens again. Navarrete entertaining. Headlining here. I know he's Mexican. He doesn't speak English, but you know what translates? Punching power, brother. You know this, Marquise. This, this is a guy that could score a first-round knockout or in this quick. Power in either hand. I'm down with watching this one late night, Saturday night on ESPN. And again, the co-feature, can Edgar Berlanga continue the knockout streak, the first round knockout streak uh, in that one? Um, and again, for uh, Diaz, Diaz as the underdog is plus 640. The under over in the schedule 12 rounder for Navarrete Diaz is nine and a half rounds. I'm going under. I'm going under all the way. I do not believe this sees like the sixth round. This will be done five rounds or less. What do you think? Uh, give me about seven rounds, TJ. But yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely going under. It's not going to be no longer than that. This isn't, this isn't seeing the distance. All right. Uh, final moment or two here on the Big Fight Weekend Podcast. You are interested earlier in the afternoon, U.S. time fight over in the U.K. Tell me more about what is going on on the Frank Warren Queensberry card and the fight you're interested in. 
Yeah, TJ, for those listening, uh, if you want to catch the uh, European uh, uh, Commonwealth title, I think it's an action over on Queensberry Promotions. Uh, that card's going to be in action. If you, if, to get it, because uh, it's not locally uh, available in the States, you're going to have to VPN it or <laughs> find alternate means of uh, visualization. You know where I'm going with this. But nonetheless, that fight, TJ, main event, that's actually pretty – actually Denzel Bentley, Felix Cash. Cash is the Commonwealth middleweight champ, scheduled for 12. Again, BT Sport is televising, and there are no fans here in London. They've been doing the studio TV shows. So this is the main event of that card. Probably going to come off, what, about 5 p.m., 6 p.m. Eastern time, U.S. time, with uh, England being four hours ahead on British summertime uh, right now. So earlier Saturday afternoon, early evening, Bentley Cash. Who you like in that one real quick? Quick prediction. Do you have it? Yeah, I got one for you, TJ. Take the underdog on that one. I think it's going to be Bentley as a small underdog. At like, I think my last check it was like plus one fifty-five. It's pretty good. It's a, it's a it's a quality fifty-fifty fight. And uh, Bentley, uh, as, in terms of uh, for his purse, TJ, uh, he's doing something cool with it. Uh, he's giving he's donating Purvis purse to st- the, the tragedy that happened out in Saint Vincent, no, his neck of the woods, out that way on the island that happened this week. And he started a fundraiser for that. But that, I thought that was interesting. But I really think he's going to win the fight outright against Felix Cash. How about that? All right. So that's earlier in the day, Queensbury. Uh, promotion show in London. Again, the top ranked show is on ESPN. As I've been joking, not on the plus, not on ESPN plus, not on ESPN, the Ocho, but big ESPN top rank, Joe Tessitore, Tim Bradley, uh, Andre Ward, um, all of our, all of our guys uh, will be, you know, back in there from the ESPN crew and on scene. They were on scene in Tulsa a few weeks ago for the Joe Smith jr light heavyweight uh, title fight on location. That's the first time in a year that they had been on location. Now they will be in, I believe this is the case. They will not be studio bound, not remote. They will instead be on location at the Silver Spurs Arena in Kissimmee, Florida for Navarrete and Diaz in the main event for the WBO featherweight championship. And again, can't sell it enough. Love Navarrete's punching power. Let's see if he gets Diaz, who's a veteran, who's been a world title challenger before. Let's see if he gets Diaz out of there in this one. Uh, Anything else, Marquise, before we depart here on this edition of the podcast and get ready for the weekend? You got anything else? Yeah, just on that same card for top rank, TJ, on the undercard, on the plus form of it, uh, one of the closer fights on that event, actually, is going to be Jermaine Ortiz versus... uh, Joseph Adorno. Joseph Adorno, TJ, one part of the boxing mom's pilot we had a while back, uh, taking on <laughs> Jermaine Ortiz, who was last seen on the Mike Tyson, uh, Roy Jones trailer card was the highlight. He started it off and knocked, got, got a, a sensational knockout to highlight the whole thing. He started, he started that whole card. Quality 50-50 fight, that may, be the, that, that may steal the entire night before Navarrete steps up. Eight rounds lightweights, Ortiz, Adorno, uh, earlier on. Uh, the undercard. And again, we're looking forward to seeing what this uh, world title fight uh, plays out. We, we talked to you about here on the podcast to the audience about Ruiz Areola. That's the Fox pay-per-view non-title fight. Uh, Omar Figueroa and Abel Ramos are uh, in the co-feature on that one on Fox pay-per-view for next weekend. Uh, heavyweights Joseph Parker and Derek Chisora will be battling on the DAZN Matchroom Show with Katie Taylor as the co-feature fighting for the Undisputed Women's World Lightweight Championship against Natasha Jones. And Dimitri Bivol is defending the WBA light heavyweight title. So that is a stacked fight card on DAZN from Matchroom next weekend that we'll be talking much more about. For this weekend, though, it's basically the top-ranked show in the U.S., uh, that we are watching uh, to see what happens. And we should plug away uh, Marquise for the site again because we love to talk about 
the preview mode. We love to write about it in the preview mode, recap the fights. We also love the historical perspective, do we not? Absolutely, TJ. BigFightWeekend.com, your place for all things boxing, past, present, and future. We'll, we'll, we'll be writing about all this going on this weekend. If anything news breaks, we'll fix it, supposedly. We'll hopefully get a <laughs> word on. They've been teasing, TJ, this, this Fury Joshua for about a solid two years now. At some point, we'll get an announcement on that fight whenever uh, that happens. In the meantime, I'm still, happen- I'm still in the camp that Tyson Fury is going to walk away. The, the 30 days, I believe, has expired. And Tyson, the 30 days that they had to come up with a venue, to come up with the money, and I believe Tyson Fury is going to walk away and fight somebody else in the short term because he has now been inactive for 14 months, and he's being indefinitely strung along here without a date. And Anthony Joshua, again, fought in December, much more recently, so he can afford to sit and wait if this is August, if this is September, if this is in the fall, because the rust piles up more so for Tyson Fury, I think for, I think Fury walks away. You disagree? I think he walks away and fights somebody else in the short term. No, I'm with you on that, TJ, and which is fun because because we as we know that that clock has ran out at this point, and they're supposedly these got these two sides have agreed on something. What that that means that at the end of the day is that we'll get Fury versus my personal favorite. I'm still looking forward. <laughs> Agent Cable. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be one of those fights that we haven't seen in so long, but we've been waiting so long for. But nonetheless, if that happens, we'll keep you up, up to date on it at BigFightWeekend.com. Well, and speaking of the heavyweights, we love writing in the historical perspective and a lot of heavyweight anniversaries this week, including Evander Holyfield 30 years ago this week beat Big George Foreman in his first title defense. After he beat Buster Douglas, he beat George Foreman. I still remember, you love this because I imitate Cosell, I remember because I was there, <laughs> I bought a ticket closed circuit. Remember, this is the infancy of pay-per-view in the home, I bought a ticket closed circuit to go to an auditorium in downtown Memphis, Tennessee with about a thousand of my closest friends. And I watched Holyfield Foreman in the auditorium on a giant like movie theater screen. We watched it. George Foreman looked like uh, Stay Puft Marshmallow Man from uh, the Ghostbusters movie. He was so <laughs> lifelike on the on the screen and Holyfield uh, it really acquitted himself. Well, Foreman hurt him a little bit earlier in the fight, but um, uh, Evander Holyfield put it on him, didn't knock him out, but did enough to win the fight. The seventh round, he almost got the maybe the, the knockdown of the or the stoppage, landing a bunch of big punches. Big George took all the big punches that night. Holyfield won the title defense um, against uh, George Foreman, his first title defense, 30th anniversary was earlier this week. Also this week, Haseem Rahman's lightning bolt right hand to knock out Lennox Lewis and win the heavyweight title. Happened 20 years ago this week in South Africa, middle of the night in South Africa, to be shown on HBO Live as Rockman with the one-punch KO um, became heavyweight champ, and it was short-lived. Not unlike Andy Ruiz losing the rematch, although that was a decision, Rockman lost the same way. One devastating right hand for him against Lewis, one devastating right hand for Lewis, right back to win the title back the following year, Marquise. Absolutely, TJ. Yeah, and that Rockman Lennox punch, TJ. I remember that because I remember that from being on HBO. Because the when it when it happened, I remember just being like with friends and face falling <laughs> on the floor because the way Rockman caught Lennox Lewis, yep. it was clean, and it was one of those things where it's like this was not supposed to happen. It was supposed to pretty much 
not that Rockman ruined a lot of plans for Lennox Lewis with that that, that knockdown. He had to go get fight and get his belts back. But man, that was one of those punches that it's still incredible. I think that may have got him easily into the Boxing Hall of Fame because of it. Now that I think about it, yeah, interesting week for the heavyweight title and anniversaries because also Michael Moore upset Evander Holyfield in April of '94. So April of '91, he beat Foreman Holyfield, 30th anniversary. And now 27 years ago, three years later, Michael Moore upset Evander Holyfield. And I still remember after that win, Holyfield was being urged to retire because he supposedly had a heart condition that had been discovered. He was so, um, what's the right word, uh, drained in that fight by the sixth round, by the seventh round. He was always known for his conditioning. He kept complaining in the corner on the microphone. I got no energy. I got nothing. And they discovered a heart situation. And he was being urged for months, don't ever fight again. Obviously didn't listen because Holyfield fought on for like another 15 years, literally, and now wants to fight again on this Teofimo Lopez card at an exhibition. But Michael Moore beat Evander Holyfield 27 years ago this week. So there's a lot of heavyweight title anniversary stuff, and we love writing about it and talking about it as part of Big Fight Weekend, right? Absolutely, TJ. And funny thing about that uh, that Holyfield Moore fight, TJ, I do remember him like being like completely like lifeless, like the second half of that entire fight. So much so where I don't think Holyfield threw a punch if, if memory serves me well, like in like the ninth round at all. Like he was just pretty much just a stationary target against Michael Moore, who wasn't. They kept, big- I remember they kept checking his left shoulder, his left collarbone. He kept complaining of like pain. And then afterwards, there was real concern from the die. They're like, you are having heart problems. That's why it wasn't just your shoulder, etc. You got to stop fighting. And then apparently he got other diagnoses. Say what you will. He's lived now 27 more years since then and was fighting all along. So he obviously overcame whatever that was that night. Uh, but Michael Moore, again, captured. I mean, it was a time period. It was just crazy before we get out of here on the podcast where Oliver McCall got the title with one punch on Lennox Lewis and later and later lost it. Uh, we, we made mention that uh, Michael Moore Got the belt this way. Foreman beat him in the next fight later in that year in 1994 to get the title. It was just an odd time. Haseem Rahman eventually won the title with one punch. We, we've had an odd time over the last 20 or 30 years uh, leading all the way up to Andy Ruiz getting a share of it uh, with wild wins. Some interesting guys have held the heavyweight championship for sure. Yeah, and it's funny, TJ, because that is the reason why we like the heavyweights so much is because it all it takes is just one punch from these guys and it changes the landscape of the entire division. What was it, Corey Sanders, right, or Corey Saunders, whichever, yeah. nondescript, knocking out Klitschko uh, in a totally unexpected night in the early 2000s. Uh, so, yes, anything can happen with the heavyweights. You're right. All right, we're done here. Again, follow him at Week Sauce Radio. Follow us at Big Fight Weekend on social media, on Twitter, uh, f- find us as well on Facebook, the Big Fight Weekend Facebook page. We've got lots of stories, lots of articles, a historical perspective there. Subscribe to this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Just search Big Fight Weekend and subscribe publicly. Thanks again to Sean Green, Ryan Kramer, everybody with the Sports Gambling Podcast, their network of shows. They do a great job promoting us. Uh, again, we go over the lines. We go over the gambling part for boxing. It's a great partnership with them. So again, thank you to those guys through their network, through sportsgamblingpodcast.com. They promote us. 
We got the fights this weekend, Marquise. We're looking forward to it. The top-ranked show Saturday night from Kissimmee, Florida. I want a full report from you. You're going to be there. Give us some insight. We look forward to your writings. I look forward to hearing about it from you next week on the podcast, sir. Thank you. Absolutely, DJ. Thanks so much. And we thank you for being with us. Enjoy the action this weekend, and thank you for finding the Big Fight Weekend Podcast. Bye.